I'm Risa Williams, and this is the Motivation Mindset. And today we have a special episode of the show called The Time Lab, where listeners of the show test out tools from previous episodes. Joining me today are four listeners, including Finley Woodmansey, a former aerospace engineer, now a graduate student and therapist in training, Anna Booher, an artist and actress, and returning Time Lab participant Stolsi Yamanaka, a graphic designer and illustrator, and Jalissa Padilla, an archivist and filmmaker from Los Angeles. On today's show, we'll be testing two tools from my books, The Daily Post-It and The End of Work Alert, which were discussed in Episode 7 with Dr. Tamara Souls. In my book, The Ultimate Time Management Toolkit, I have a tool called The Weekly Post-It, but for this episode, we're doing one called The Daily Post-It. This is where each day you break down the most essential tasks you need to do in a list of three to five things that you write on a brightly colored post-it. The reason for the post-it is that it naturally limits the amount of tasks you can write down and gets you to really focus in on what needs to happen now versus other tasks that may need to happen at a future date. For the end of work alert, I ask participants to set an alarm on their phone for when they want work to end each day. So I gave these four time lab participants these two tools, the daily post-it to use in the morning and the end of work alert to use at night. And let's see how they did. Thanks so much, everyone, for being on the show today. I'm so happy to see so many of you joining me for this time lab episode. Happy to be here. Um, Finley, we've spoken before and you said that not only did these tools help, but you also have been using the task intensity meter to help you get through grad school. So could you talk to me about that? Absolutely. Well, I love the daily post-it. Like I I turned it into my drinking coffee and post-it making routine. It's a whole ritual now, uh-huh. but I love combining it with the task intensity meter. Like I look at my tasks on my post-it and I look at like, if they're low, high, medium intensity, every once in a while, I'll catch myself putting only high intensity things on my post-it. <laughs> so before my day even starts, I'm like, mm, maybe I'll pick five different things or like <laughs> switch it up a little bit. That's but good. I used to mess that up all the time. I was wondering why I'd get halfway through the day and then not get anything done. And just looking at what I was doing, I kept doing too many high intensity things at a row and then I was done. Yeah, it really helped me out. It's funny how we do that to ourselves. We just expect ourselves to go full out high intensity tasks and then not be tired and exhausted afterwards. Yeah, I I was I am so surprised I made it this far in my life without realizing that that was driving some of the task resistance, but that right. was almost a game changer. Mm-hmm. Really like just giving myself credit for something that like maybe is low intensity for someone else, just letting it be high intensity and that be what took up my high intensity bandwidth for the day. Just a refresher, the two tools we're doing on this show are the daily post-it. You're supposed to write out a list of three to five things every morning and kind of prioritize what needs to happen today versus, you know, what I wish I could do or someday want to do. And then at the end of the day, I ask people to try an end of work alert, which is an alarm you put on your phone that signals, okay, step away from the computer works over. So like I said, the whole morning routine around the daily post it, I loved it's now like 
the start of my day is much improved. That was really like for me, fairly intuitive to implement. And like after the first couple of times it stuck mm-hmm. and like I did the end of day alert, I really struggled with it. Like yeah. you'd think that like stopping working would be the easier task, <laughs> but I, it really highlighted to me as well that I have not been setting boundaries with the work people in my life. Yeah. I like would actually stop. I even put it in my Google calendar. I'm like, and this is my time for intentional decompression. Good. It's in there every day, but it was really, really hard. Cause like <laughs> you hear the work emails come in and then like, you can see the first line of them. It's like, nope. And I think it's sort of helpful to modeling, setting boundaries yeah. to people. Cause like, it's so reinforced everywhere, like work all the time work all the time. If you're not working, you're being lazy, but like having someone set a boundary with you in a healthy way can be like, Oh, I'm allowed to do that. Yeah. Good idea. And like you said, so many people in our culture struggle with this right now. And we can set a good example for the people in our life who maybe never learned this. You know, you said friends and relatives weren't being that understanding. And again, like you said, I think it shows some insight that maybe they never learned these tools. Maybe they don't see time boundaries as a way to care for yourself. Absolutely. Boundaries can be self-care too. Definitely. So what will you take away from this experience? Uh, Definitely. I want to work on being better about managing the like guilt, shame, internal conflict around stopping working. Like that's something I want to get better at. Yeah spend some time looking at my Google calendar, like putting these like tasks on the post-it then putting them in my calendar. (laughs) I like drag the little blocks around and like that helps me figure out a better way to go about my day instead of just going by, I'm going to do everything in order of importance or urgency. And that's how I'll handle my day. Like that was a big mistake. And this really helped me avoid that and realize how much that was just bleeding me dry unnecessarily. So taking the time in the morning, even if it's a few minutes, can really give you that clarity you need. It enlists the logical side of your brain that can prioritize things better. The kind of ranking of tasks and everything coming from that side of your brain is an easier way to go than coming from the flooded emotional overwhelm of, oh my God, I have so much to do, you know? And that's one way to bring the stress down in the morning. So thanks so much for your insight. I'm going to move on to Jalissa. How did it go? Hello. Welcome back. How did it go for you? Talk to me about the daily post-it. So as for me, I um, went out of town and I realized one of the things I didn't pack was a post-it. So I thought, thought, okay, how can I compromise? So I decided to get a um, notebook because I like to just doodle and just write, just do any like little short stories in my notebook. And I decided, you know what, I'll compromise and I'll corner little sections in a page of a notebook as if it was post-its as the same size. So you drew post-its on yeah, a piece so of basically paper. Just, I basically just uh, squared <laughs> off little sections of the page and I wrote my three to-do list things so I won't overwhelm myself. And I did my best to uh, complete each thing, which I did for the most part, mm-hmm. except maybe like once or twice, because 
um, you know, things come up. Um, I'm, I'm a person that I tend to have like a mental to-do list in my brain anyways, but once I started writing it on paper and actually visualizing it, it did help a little bit because I was able to see and define exactly what I need to do rather than um, say, oh, I'll get to it later. But if I write it down, it gives you me more of an incentive to complete it. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, it gives you accountability because yeah. now you've defined it. You've kind of stated your intention. And sometimes, like you said, even if you're an organized person who's holding all these things in your head, some of them are kind of vague. It's like this vague notion we should always be doing something. And I think yeah. when I define mm-hmm. it on paper, I actually let myself feel done when I finish it versus when it's just in my head. I never have that done feeling. Yeah, I'm the kind of person that if I'm just sitting, if I'm just even relaxing, I feel like I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I always have to be doing something. That's just how I always been ever since I was a kid. That's just how my mom raised me. Just like, what are you doing? What are you sitting down for? We got to be doing something. Gotta, gotta go, <laughs> yeah. go, 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 go. So did not this not- help at all with the done feeling? Did it yes, make you feel done? Does. I mean, the only thing I love that you drew it out. I love that you drew little squares that look like post-its and you were very creative. You miss that feeling of crumpling it, though. I'm telling you, that's a good feeling when you're done and you crumple the post-it and you throw it in the trash. It's like, I'm done. Those are done. Just do it with the whole page. Oh, yeah. I mean, I wrote I wrote it for the whole week. So maybe for the throwaway page per end of the week. Yeah, (laughs) that'll be a good feeling. I wrote little things I had to do anyways. I knew how I had to do for the day. And I was like, oh, I complete, I complete this or simple things again. So I won't overwhelm myself because that's what it said in the in the reading to put down simple things that even though you might not think are that yeah. grand. But if you feel like you completed them, it builds up and and it does make a difference because it you gives you a boost, like a positivity boost. Like I yeah. did. Who's to say it only has to be things that work related? It could be. It kind doesn't. Of- you can put whatever gives you a little boost crossing it off if you wanted to. Yeah, it could be like personal related or um, work related or whatever. So when I realized that, I was like, oh, there's so much more possibilities too. doing the to do list helped me prioritize what needed to be done that day versus other tasks that could be done that week or right or something like that. So for everyone listening in the book, The Ultimate Time Management Toolkit, in my book, I have two different tools. It's the weekly post-it, or you could do a daily post-it where it's three to five things. And then for everything that is something that doesn't have a defined has to happen now deadline, you have an odds and ends task list, which you keep separately and it can go a little longer. So keep your list separate. In other words, the main problem I see with to-do lists is Everybody just puts everything all together and it's like jumbled up miscellaneous tasks, stuff that has to happen urgently. And it's so long usually that just looking at people's to-do lists will spike someone's stress level. Oh, yeah. 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 So at least when you're making a post-it, it feels manageable because it's only three to five things if you have 100 things on there. It's just easier on the brain. Yeah. Easier on the brain. brain. Your brain looks at it like, oh, I only have to do two things versus 200. I could do that. Yeah, exactly. So where were you with the end of work alert? That was actually kind of hard for me. Like my schedule typically is from 12 p.m. through 8.30 p.m. Wow. And so that doesn't really leave me a lot of wiggle room for the evening to do much stuff until the weekend. But I need to work on that for myself because I'm again, I'm the kind of person that is a people pleaser, too. And so if I know I could finish 
this task to not work on it the next day, I tend to work on it a little more. And also because I want that overtime pay. So I kind of, I kind of <laughs> do it to myself. So yeah, but it's hard because, um, one of my, uh, things I like to add in my to-do list is to edit my video on After Effects. I'm like, oh, I can never escape the screen. But at least if you could give myself some 30-minute buffer at least to eat dinner or something, that yeah. is really healthy. So because I'm not work, I'm not working on work. I'm working on a passion project. So it's like a right. feel. So give your brain some time to breathe in between transitioning from work mode to creative project mode, perhaps. Yes. Might be something you could try. So what are you going to take away from this whole experience? Uh, Definitely keep reminding myself to not be stuck on the computer all the time. And and always keep your expectations. Of course, keep your expectations high, but make sure you keep it manageable so you don't uh, disappoint yourself if you don't complete everything you need to do. Right. Always, Always know you have enough time no matter what. It's true. It's true. Often the feeling like we are being crushed by time is us doing that to ourselves. We are just piling way too many things and way too many expectations onto ourselves each day. Mm -hmm. And we're not really being honest with how much energy we're going to have after a long day of work. I do that all the time. So I had to remind myself every day. (laughs) All right. So going forward, I hope you will give yourself a break sometimes and step away from the computer, (laughs) at least to eat dinner. Anna, I'm going to move on to you. Welcome to the Time Lab episode. Thanks for trying it out. How did these tools work for you? They were, I need more practice, especially after listening to you guys. I was like, oh, they figured that out. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Next time. But I did, um, I did the daily post-its like, and it's interesting how we differentiate, like there's like our social obligations. Right. And then there's like, our basic cleanly, like, I was like, what do I focus? Like, I think I was coming from such a broad space. I was like, what do I even focus on? Like my pat, like my passion right. focus, like my cleanliness focus. Cause sometimes that's even kind of hard, but like, yeah. it's just like, yeah. So yeah. There's so different like, categories, yeah. right? So you might have mm-hmm. self-care stuff that you need to get done, household stuff, work stuff, and you know, hobbies. So you might need to first draw it out on paper in different columns and then figure out across all these columns, what are the three things that need to happen today? Okay. So what did you come up with for yourself the the first couple Um, of days you tried it? Well, it's funny because the very first day, well, I thought like order, like I had to order something and I'm still working on that. That turned into a bigger thing. And then clean my car. And then, oh, another one I had was pay $7 to my credit card. (laughs) So I was like, just $7, just seven is fine. And it was like, um, figure out like a filler part in this next I'm, I'm, I've been working on a young adult novel for a really long time. So I was like, just figure out this part, just this. And that's like one of the post-its that got carried over. But one of the ones that I like, it was like a social thing. It's like call grandpa. And I was uh-huh. like, I can't, I don't have the emotional capacity for that today. <laughs> so you carried so that's grandpa one I'm gonna over. Like, I carried grandpa. <laughs> Grandpa's the bouncing and... around the post <laughs> Yeah. 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 And that's okay. It's kind of like what, that you're like putting off for like different reasons, you know, whether it's not, like you're not prioritizing yourself or like you feel like, oh, it's just, I can't like go there today or something yeah. for some reason. But like, Yeah. Well, again, what we were saying, what Finley was saying with the task intensity meter, that might just be a sign that you might think, oh, calling grandpa, that's so great. 
Why am I avoiding it? Maybe that's high intensity. (laughs) Maybe it's not low intensity. Like I need to be in the space where my energy is good for that conversation. Like not, it's like not judging yourself for it. Cause part, sometimes you do get this, 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 why is this hard? But it just is some, sometimes it just is like, and there's a lot of reasons why it could be. And exactly. um, Sometimes you're just tired. You've been talking all day. It's hard. It frees us up. It makes us stop beating ourselves up so much. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where I I also had trouble with the end of work alert. Like Uh I just basically did it. I was like, there's no, I I don't know. I, I think my rationale for that was like, it's, well, it's not finished or like, I just didn't, I was like, well, that's not important because I didn't finish everything or like, but I think I was just thinking like, like that would be important for me for like that just break or that like transition. Cause sometimes you, you, when you're like, you take those breaks anyway, like, but you're not being intentional about it. So maybe if I was more intentional about my breaks, then I'd be like, okay, like now it's time to like, you know, like I just have more of a sense of what I needed to do or like my priorities, I guess. And I, I like think, that. I, I like think, getting more intentional yeah. about it. And sometimes the way we get intentional about it is we just let ourselves label it and give it a name. Like, yes, yeah. you finished the day, yeah. you can take a break. It's almost like allowing yeah. yourself to take a break. Deliberately. I really like what Finley said. What did you call it, Finley? It was like deliberate self. What was it? Oh, I label it intentional decompression in my Google Intention- calendar. Okay. Google calendar, Anna's writing it so, down. Yeah. It's Google <laughs> calendar. So I got an email and a phone alert. That's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> it shows up on That's everything. Brilliant. So Dulcie, how was it for you? What happened when you tried to write out your post-it? This was a really good exercise for me, um, just because I have a hard time putting things down on paper. And so mm-hmm. what I usually do is I keep a mental checklist. But a lot of the time I forget about these tasks because I get so distracted by the task that I'm working on or by other things. So putting things down on paper and then going through them based on urgency and intensity helped me helped me stay organized and focused. Great. So what did you learn about yourself and tasks and rating them and kind of picking which ones you needed to do each day? I think that I'm very lazy when it comes to physical tasks. Um, so like for what I, like what I did would be like on the first day, I focused on computer tasks, things that I can do remotely. And then when it came to the second day where I focused on physical tasks, which isn't much, it was just clean the house and run errands Mm -hmm. for me. Like it was, it was dreadful. Like I was so, (laughs) so you tend to avoid that. You learn that those feel high intensity to you. Yeah. I saved those for like the second day. So like, I can only just focus on physical tasks. Did you do the end of day alarm? end of work alert. Yeah. So actually the end of day was easy for me because I usually force myself to go outside at the end of the day. Um, Mm -hmm. This would be like going on a walk or catching the sunset from my balcony. Um, You know, even though I'm stressed a lot of the times, I know that going outside even for 30 minutes always makes me feel better at the end of the day. So I'm pretty good at forcing myself to go outside. For that. So know. that one, you maybe don't even need the alarm because you've sort of already built in the habit. Yeah, it's very natural. Ever since the pandemic, like that felt the most natural. 
And do you find when you step outside, you get a breath of fresh air, you're connecting with, oh, that's the color of the sky and everything's kind of the lights changing. Does it settle you? Does it make you feel a little bit like that sense oh, oh, of absolutely. release, you know, from the pressure yeah. of the day? Yeah, absolutely. That's, it's one of my favorite things is like to watch the sunset because I can see the sky changing from blues to pinks to purples and then to dark blue. So like, that's my favorite time of the day. And what do you think you'll take away from this whole experience? Uh, To not be hesitant to put things down on paper and that not everything is meant to stay in our minds and linger. Some things just have to be physically on paper so that you can throw it out mentally too. Right. We hold so much in our brains. It's a lot of pressure to just keep relying on your memory all day long. There's just so much we're cramming in our brains all the time. So I hope everyone listening takes something away from this. And I hope it was a good experience for all of you participating. Go a little easier on your brain. Give yourself a break. Write things down. And organizing it on paper helps us with those executive functioning tasks of prioritizing what needs to happen now. But like we said, it also makes you more intentional and deliberate about what do I want to do with this next segment of time? So I hope you'll try it out and see how it works for you and custom tailor it to suit your needs. All right. Thanks so much for participating, everybody. Thank you, Risa. Thank you, Risa. I hope you'll all come back and do a future time lab. Have a good rest of your day. Bye, everybody. Bye. If you'd like to learn more about future episodes, please visit risawilliams.com and click on podcast. There you can learn about upcoming interviews, future time lab episodes, and brain boost segments. If you'd like to learn more about tools discussed in this episode, please read my books at theultimatetoolkitbooks.com, including the Ultimate Time Management Toolkit, the Ultimate Anxiety Toolkit, and my latest book, The Ultimate Self-Esteem Toolkit. I'm Risa Williams, and we're out of time. Thanks for listening.